Hey everybody, this is Ed from the Whiskey Tangent Podcast here with another Whiskey Short and joining me always is Scott. Hey everybody. And back with us today is Brian. Hey, thanks for having me back. Yeah. And we have got a very interesting and exciting whiskey to do a quick taste on, the Penelope Architect. Whiskey Short. Yes, I have a paragraph on the distillery and a paragraph on the whiskey itself. I don't think we've done Penelope on the podcast, right? We have not. I mean, it's. I see it a lot in the stores. I think a lot of people see it. And my God, there's been such an explosion of new expressions, new brands that you're like, which ones do I try? Which ones do I avoid? I know, I know. And uh, Billy from Benash said, you guys should try this. There and that's go. all it takes for us, Bill. <laughs> you know that? That's right. I mean, Any time Billy's having a slow week, like, you guys should try these seven. And we're like, <laughs> <laughs> and sales pick up. Because <laughs> we'll do whatever we'll, he tells we'll, us. We'll buy all seven. <laughs> All right, so uh, the the the. the uh, well, you are right there. Yeah, I am. Uh, Scott had a stroke. <laughs> I'm back. A disclaimer: Nobody's making fun of stroke patients oh, wow. or people who've had stroke or lost people to strokes. It's a very serious matter. Thank you. The Penelope Distillery. Quick history: In 2018, Mike Palladini and his wife Carrie found out that they were expecting a baby girl, whom they were going to name Penelope. To commemorate this occasion, Mike wanted to create a spirit, like you do. You just create a whiskey. <laughs> yeah, right. So, sure. Like, yeah. Why not, Brian? You just yeah. had a daughter recently. You made a whiskey, right? Of course. Who doesn't? <laughs> Everyone, That's norm. That's right. Everybody does it. Mike wanted to create a spirit that embodied the daily joy of celebrating life's pleasures. Along with his close childhood friend and neighbor Danny Polizzi, they set out to discover and produce. A a straight bourbon whiskey everybody could appreciate and enjoy. Well, it's like when Gabe was born, that's when Blacken came out. Go ahead. <laughs> Blacken. <laughs> the duo settled on a four-grain mash bill sourced from Indiana. I guess where that's from. And just like that, a company and a daughter were born. <laughs> uh, these guys are actually from New Jersey. These are Jersey boys. This is a Jersey company. Really? They're not a distillery per se. They don't oh. do their own stuff, but they are from Jersey. Uh, the architect in particular. So architect is the new blueprint. Get it? For precision blending, the first build in this new series starts with our signature four-grain mash bill, a blend of three bourbons that collectively contain corn, wheat, rye, and malted barley, finishing it with two styles of French oak staves. Working in collaboration with the Tonnerie Radeau of France, a market leader in oak barrel manufacturing and innovation, delicate and medium-intensity staves were selected using their state-of-the-art oak scan process that identifies tannin levels in order to construct a truly memorable flavor profile. After all, the best architecture leaves no room for error. Now, they're saying that the Penelope Bottling Company is in Bardstown, Kentucky. Right. So it's a collaboration between a number of companies. So the company is Penelope Bourbon from Roselle, New Jersey, which is just about an hour and a half north of here, in conjunction with Bardstown Bourbon Company in Bardstown, Kentucky. They then source the whiskey from MGP in Lawrenceville, Indiana, and the blender and the bottler under the direction of these two guys is Castle and Key in Frankfort, Kentucky. So it's like four different companies working together to create this bourbon. But I don't see anywhere on the label where it says Indiana or New Jersey. Mm. They're all working from home. Yeah. So this is what I was able to determine from their website. So they're actually very open about yeah. what they do and how they do yeah, it we on don't their website. Yeah, we don't care if it's from MGP. I'm just surprised that it doesn't say that. I'm surprised also. Bardstown, Kentucky is like the Cayman Islands. There's like so many shadow companies and yeah. shell companies that are in Bardstown. Exactly. It's like, a shell company. I mean, Willett has like seven that are in the same town. You know what I mean? But I think I've personally seen like 15 to 20 whiskey companies from there. So. Yeah, that's where Brian has his company that he yeah. did when his daughter was born. Right. No, no. I'm next door to Bardstown. Oh, next door to Bardstown? Fartown. <laughs> Fartstown? 
With a D. Oh, yeah. Fards Town. Yeah. That's better. Um, the category, of course, is a straight bourbon whiskey finished with French oak staves. The mass bill is 75% corn, 15% wheat, 5% rye, and 3% malted barley. The proof is 104. The age is between four and five and a half years. Uh, the price, how much you pay for this, Ed? Like 52, 54? 52. Like, yeah, something like that. Nothing crazy. But on the recommendation of Billy. Right. Right. So, yeah. And Billy doesn't usually send me down like for a $100 bottle unless it's like, well, he'll always be like, yeah, this is good if you want to. Right. He knows. Yeah. But if it's something $50, he's like, yeah, I should drink that because there's yeah. a lot of other yeah. shit out there. I don't think he's ever stirred us wrong. No. 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 Billy knows his whiskey. Yeah. Brian's been there too. Brian's yeah. a big Benash fan. Yeah. I mean, we're blessed to have it. I mean, I'd like to know who has more barrel picks in the country than Benash. I don't, I don't know. I mean, maybe Kentucky would, but it's Kentucky. So, yeah. I mean, we're way up here in Jersey. We're lucky we get any whiskey at all <laughs> if Kentucky had their way. And I don't have to worry about saying because there's not enough of you in Kentucky that listen to me to, to give a shit to even tell us what actually is next to Bardstown. Like, it's not Fardstown, you idiots. <laughs> all right. It's Wrinkle Will or something. No, you don't. Nobody. None of you are listening down there because you're like, what does Jersey know about whiskey? So you don't even tune into us. No, you don't care. What, you're like state number 17 or something. <laughs> oh, my God. No, they're like down in the bottom right. 10. I yeah, think. Like you're like the last 10. You're like, F you, whiskey tangent. Yeah, Jersey hacks. How many Facebook ads have I sent your way just to try to like needily guarding your favor? I know how you feel about us and still I want your love. Still I need it. Wow. Okay. See, that, that might drop them from 45 to 47 now after yeah, that tirade. Right. They might drop off the list. They'll be right. like 52 behind like uh, Puerto Rico. <laughs> Texas, Ohio, Tennessee. You're all good. All right. So uh, I'm dying to taste it. Yeah, so let's get a little bit of smell action. We're using our neat glasses. Neat glasses. We've popped off the caps. Yep. Hmm. There's a lot there. It's a lightly sweet. Yeah, I'm getting almost like the icing of a Cinnabon, like Cinnabon oh. icing, that type of sugary. Cream cheese icing? Kind of like, yeah, like a real creamy, sugary. Yeah. There's still some very, if it makes sense, sweet oak. Yeah. Like the oak itself, I can almost smell the wood, like raw wood, like you open up the crate. Yeah, sweet oak is like the first thing you smell because mm, it's, yeah. well, it's very nicely sweet, but there's a definite oak tannins coming at you immediately. Oh, a little cherry, yeah. like I do. Yeah, I'm getting a little nutmeg. Allspice? Allspice. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. A little bit, yeah, a little allspice. Because it's also sweet. Like, it's a sweet baking spice, and allspice comes across like that. Um, the other thing I'd have to say about the nose is definitely some sweet fruits like pear or cherry. I don't get any citrus. Sometimes with the right mix of wood staves, and we have, of course, had a lot of experience with the wood staves on the podcast. We've had the broken barrel expressions that we shared here from Infused Spirits. And then also, uh, Maker's Mark 46. Yeah. Well, we featured that as well, and that had wood staves. Yeah, it's uh, and, becoming a thing. Yeah. Let's give it a taste. Oh, there's like a spiciness on the tongue, almost bubbling. I, I know what you're saying. It's almost like like a sizzle on your tongue. Yeah, when it hits. yeah. I think it tastes a little hotter than yeah. 104. Like I'm like a, like pop rocks, like like the very end of pop a pop rocks, rock. Yeah. Not not when it's in full bloom, but like you know that that last little sizzle of a pop rock. I'm getting the pop rocks. Yeah, yeah. It does. It has that weird sort of like um. Yeah, I said bubbling. Tingle. It's tingling yeah. my tongue like something. I, it doesn't happen very often. No. So a lot of what mm. we smelled through the nose did carry through for mm -hmm. me. Very vanilla and creamy. Yeah. Oak. Um, I'm getting like a little uh, 
floral herbaceous kind of thing like it's just um, on the finish or well not on the finish in the mid palate because it's not just sweet and right. creamy and baking spices and that kind of thing there's something else there i'm getting kind of a rye feel a rye okay possibly yeah some of those ryes are kind of herbaceous me and uh, brian have both dropped some yeah some distilled water on it i'm gonna do that too i'm gonna see what it does yeah sometimes you mm. get different scents too if you recap and swirl after putting some drops of water in there, I get a sweet orange on oh, the finish. Okay. I'm getting a little bit more, I think, of Brian, what you were saying, the rye spice, but it's sort of like a young rye, what I like to say, vinyl-y, but um, yeah. more like a clove. I'm almost. getting that, though. No, I'm getting that. The vinyl leather kind of, yeah. some people say yeah. tobacco. When you get into that type of the flavor mm-hmm. profile. The tobacco yeah. now, definitely. Uh, Absolutely. It's really good. Yeah. If you're finding this for under 60, I think you're going to be pretty happy. And it's got a beautiful color to it. It looks good in the glass. Yeah, the bottle looks like a blueprint. <laughs> the yeah, label. the back. Yeah, they've made a nice product here. Um, what else is Penelope known for besides this? Like- uh, other whiskeys. Oh, let's do the tasting notes, and then I'll do the other whiskeys. So yeah. on the nose, sweet candied cream, mm-hmm. floral, with hints of creme brulee. That's pretty close. Yeah, we, we did pretty yep. good there. I didn't want to say creme brulee because we use it so much, which is why I went for the um, the cinnabon, cinnabon icing, because yeah. also the very sweet and creamy. Yeah, and um, those are all definitely there. Yeah, on the palate, sweet vanilla and viscous cream with some savory oak transitioning into more herbaceous and floral flavors. I mean, yeah, we crushed this one, and it, but it's not hard. I think most people who are whiskey drinkers would taste identify would taste those it. things. Yeah. Uh, these are not hidden. The finish is long and lingering with a rich vanilla heat. Yeah. These are their tasting notes. Yeah, they're right. Yeah, right. I mean, thank God, finally somebody tasted their whiskey and tasted what we taste. Like, this is a nice whiskey for beginners. How about beginners after beginners? Like, so when you're done with Woodford and Knob Creek and you want to take the next step, this yeah. is like the next step when you want to grow up. Exactly. <laughs> and be a Toys R Us kid, right? It's, like, it's welcoming. It's not overpowering. You don't get yeah, this yeah. Hey, craziness. It's very right. upfront. Especially if you proof it down. Yeah. Uh, it's very Couple approachable drops. and a very flavorful. I'm now getting what the orange flavor that you were yeah. getting on it. All, but not without the water. That's crazy, right? right? Yes. Me too. Me and too. a little bit of like maybe like a licorice. This is one I would definitely drink with a few drops or maybe a small, small cube to cool it down because I like yeah. Yeah. whiskey cold yeah. like a small one though not a globe even i would yeah like i and i'm not i'm one you know everyone likes uh, i think i'm having a stroke again <laughs> everyone knows that i like it neat but this one i would definitely put some water in or yeah. drink it on a globe like it's very delicious i want to point out that it'd be better for me to have the stroke because gabe can do what i do to a point nobody can edit so as entertaining as i am i'm much more replaceable than you so please <laughs> as entertaining go as to the doctors in fact everybody go to the do- everyone go to the everybody doctors. go to the doctors and get checked out oh, yeah. take it from me so they have uh one two three four they have six other whiskeys they have a straight bourbon whiskey which is their four grain but not finished it's two to three years it's 80 proof that goes for about 35 dollars they got the barrel strength bourbon that's three and a half to five years so that's closer in range to the whiskey that's in this bottle i've seen that one that's about 65 66 dollars yeah i the the msrp was around 70 but it's 115.2 proof so it's even higher uh the toasted barrel bourbon which is the same but finished in different char and toast levels four to six years 115 proof again about 70 dollars and then they have two uh, wine finished casks uh, the rosé cask and a tokahi cask the rosé is the grenache rosé wine cask from the southern rhone region of france very fancy that's four to five years and 94 proof again 70 dollars the tokahi wine from hungary once dubbed the wine of kings by louis the 14th 
no details yet, so that no, has he's a, yet to come out. That king was wrong about a lot of things, I guess. Yeah, he, he really was. Uh, and then something called the American Light Whiskey, aged 13 years, a bottle that cast strength, and that's about $80. So light whiskeys... Um, yeah, what does that mean? Like, that's a terrible name. It's a terrible name. So what was the guy's name from MGP when we did the sourcing whiskey mentory? Uh, Justin? Yeah. yeah. He was talking about light whiskeys, and I think we'll probably have to do an episode. So a light whiskey, it's a terrible name, as we said, as it's distinguishing characteristics are that it's proofed high, but aged in either used or uncharred barrels. So it's not new charred oak, which makes it lighter in color. And that's why they call it a light whiskey. Right. Uh, this what particular one that they make is made from a 99% corn matchville, which makes them really sweet. Wow. So I think we should do an episode on because it has some history behind it. All right. And I might call and take that. Day. It's a no, no. It's it's high proof and really sweet. What do you mean? Oh, okay, yeah, I'm in. Never mind. Take it back. <laughs> so that's it. That's their other whiskeys. All right, great. That's what I wanted. It's amazing. I asked you for it, and there it is. I know. It's great. <laughs> this is crazy how this works. Yeah. We've been working together for a long time. Yeah. Now I do have something kind of dumb just to pad this episode out. Yeah. Right. Play overhand lawn darts. Yeah. <laughs> overhand lawn darts. That's pretty dumb. <laughs> oh my god, my brain. <laughs> Once again, any children who were injured back in the 70s playing lawn darts, this is not in any way making fun of them or encouraging it. So do you guys know the most famous Penelope? Greek goddess. Greek goddess, exactly. She was the wife of Ulysses. Yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> Yay. Uh, but so I went to Ranker.com and I did yeah. the top five Penelopes. Oh, okay. This, this might be terrible, so we might cut it. I got one. Who? Who you got? Penelope Oh, yeah. She's number one. You just ruined it. Did I? Is she really? <laughs> yeah. Oh. All right, yeah, I win. So, wait, we'll have to edit that out. So, all right, so we'll do it again. All yeah. right, Scott, go ahead. Scott, go ahead. What are we doing? All right. So, <laughs> the top five Penelope's from Ranker.com. Number five, Penelope Keith. Who? She's 82 years old, and she's a dame, Dame Penelope and Constance Keith, to you, peasants. Okay. She's an English actress, active in all genres, including radio, stage, television, and film, and primarily known for her roles in the British sitcoms The Good Life and To the Manor Born. Oh, I saw a few episodes of The Good Life. Did you? I did. Oh, there you yeah, go. It was a good life. Interestingly, she's also number 38 on Ranker.com's top female celebrities who are 5'10". <laughs> That's wow. You made that up. No. They actually have a list of top female celebrities who are 5'10". They have a list for everything, I know, bro. but that's, that, I don't see how she's famous enough to be on that, but okay. <laughs> well, she's 38. Yeah, I mean, there's not, there's not 37 other tall bitches that are more famous than her. Well, there are 37. <laughs> <laughs> Dick. Number four, Penelope Spheris. Who? She's 76. She's an American film director, producer, and screenwriter, probably best known for a documentary trilogy called The Decline of Western Civilization, as well as the comedy Wayne's World. Wow. That's yeah, Wayne's unbelievable. World. Wayne's World. Party Wayne. time. Good Ex for her. Excellent. Um, all right. Well, I mean, I think 76, and what's the other one? Was, was she 82? She was 82, yeah. So <clears> I, I think the last time someone was named Penelope was about 50 years ago. Yeah, they get a little younger as they go on, but uh, yeah. Number three, Penelope Wilton. Who? That is Dame Penelope Alice Wilton to you, peasants. It's a big name in England, evidently, <laughs> three quarter centuries ago. Yeah. <laughs> she is also an English actress, possibly best known for playing Isabel Crawley, frequently starring opposite well, another dame, Maggie Smith, in Downton Abbey. It's Mrs. Crawley. Dun, dun, dun. Why are you so old? Dun, 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 dun. Penelope Crawley. <laughs> 
<laughs> She's earned six Olivier Award nominations. <laughs> well, yeah, well, uh, yeah, as you do. Th- that's the English. Thing. As you do. Yeah, and is number seven on Ranker.com's best Downton Abbey actors. <laughs> Only seven. <laughs> number two, Penelope Ann Miller. This uh, was the first one that I recognized. Yeah, okay. she's fifty-eight. Yeah, right. She's ah. an American actress. She starred in several well-known films of the eighties and nineties, including Adventures in Babysitting, Biloxi Blues, Big Top Pee Wee, The Freshman, Awakenings, Kindergarten Cop, Other People's Money, Year of the Comet, and Carlito's Way. And Saving Private Ryan, I think she. Was, oh, was she in that too? I think she like hit the beaches with the guys. I made that up, everybody. I was going to say. And this in no way mocks any of the heroes on D-Day or takes away from their great sacrifice that they gave uh, 70 plus years Uh, ago. She received a Golden Globe Award nomination for Carlito's Way. Uh, She is also number 40. Here's another one. On Ranker.com's list of female celebrities who are 5'6". Wow. If I was famous, I wondered where would I be on like celebrity lists of people over 300 pounds. Like, like with all, I think there's a lot of football players in between me. You're like number 40 on the list of whiskey podcast people who are over 300 pounds. Right, exactly. 40. There's 39 other fat bastards who have oh better God. podcasts than me. That's the list. Fat podcasting bastards. Get in my belly. <laughs> number one, Penelope Cruz. It's the only Penelope you've really heard of, and she's smoking as hot. Uh, she's a Spanish actress and model. She won the Academy Award for Best Supporting Actress in 2008 for playing painter Maria Elena in Woody Allen's Vicky Cristina Barcelona. She's over 50, right? She is 48. Wow. So yeah. it breaks my, uh, you have to be at least 50 to be named Penelope. Right. Or Spanish. Let's see. She was the first Spanish actress to win an Academy Award, as well as the first Spanish actress to receive a star. On the Hollywood Walk of Fame, she's number 23 on Ranker.com's list of the most beautiful women in Hollywood, but also number 26 on the list of worst Oscar-winning actors ever. I just need to know, where is she on the list of height? Height. Yeah, I couldn't find that. So that's it. That's that's my... Uh... All right, well, let me look up how tall Penelope Cruz is. Okay. Are you doing it, Brian? Hello, well, Brian. Well, maybe. well, you do it. Then. Guaranteed, anyone who searches is faster than me. <laughs> All right. Five six. Five six. So she well, so it didn't say, so I can look up before, the list of five I think six. She has to be before we, forty. Before we end in the episode, she better be the most famous Penelope on that list. Female celebrities who are five six My God. It's shit opening up on the internet. No, she's not on the list. Tell me the name of the last person on there. Uh well, so it's not really a ranked list. It's just a list of them. What's number one? Tell me. The, well, the first person listed is Jessica Alba. Well, all right. Then who's number two? Beyonce Knowles. Oh, shit. Mm. Kira Knightley. Well, that's a pretty good list. I'm yeah. Not, I mean, I, Kate Hudson. I mean, right now, I'm thinking if Beyonce was first, I think the list would be accurate. Oprah Winfrey. Yeah, Oprah's not going to be above Beyonce. Kate Winslet. Jennifer Connelly. She had like a weird beard. She had a weird beard? <laughs> yeah, she had like, like weird facial hair. Does she? Take a look at that. Blow that up. This? Yeah. Something about her. Like she like like she had sideburns that just kept going down her face. Like. Oh, I know what you mean. All right. I think we've done this to death. Yeah, I think we've killed it. <laughs> so we had a good experience tasting the Penelope Architect. If you want to try something new and you're like, okay, there's 100 new whiskeys out this month. Which one should I try? Well, reasonably priced, 104 proof. It's delicious. I liked it. It's very good. Give it a shot. So for the Whiskey Tangent Podcast, I'm Ed. And I'm Scott. I'm Brian. Cheers, everybody. <laughs> Later. Later.